1: Hey, everybody, I'm Josh Wigler, and we're officially on Mole Patrol. It's Mole Patrol. It's the mole podcast that everyone's been asking for. And by everyone, I mean literally one person who is on this podcast. And hopefully you will be very happy that they made that call to make sure that this podcast comes into existence. Hello, everybody, as I said, I'm Josh Wigler. I'll say it one more time just in case you miss it. I'm Josh Wiggler, and I'm joined here by two very special guests as we are embarking on an incredible reality TV Adventure in this age of no new content, old content is the new new content, and it doesn't get much older. well it does, but it doesn't get much older than the fact that we're talking about the mole uh show that has been off the air for I think close to a couple of decades. I don't really know, and that's part of the point as we will expand upon as we go through the podcast. But let's talk to the other people who are here on the horn with me. I'm Josh. that's the fourth time I've said my name, and for the first time, I will say. Her name. Jessica Jess is in the house. Jess, what's up?
0: Josh, I think you're setting a bad precedent here. I think every single person out in Twitter is now gonna be adding you with why aren't you covering Mr. Personality with Monica Lewinsky? Why aren't Wait, you? Wait, what's
1: Mr. Personality?
0: Oh, oh, Josh, we'll save it for the sequel, but Okay. <laughs> yeah. Why aren't you covering the littlest groom?
1: Yeah.
0: Why aren't you covering Marry My Dad? And you're gonna get every single one of these people tweeting at you because they know now that when you When you make a request, you're going to get to go on a podcast with Josh Ligler.
1: It's not quite that simple, but it's not terribly far away (laughs) from, from that either. Uh, As we introduce our, our, our third host on the panel, making their not just RHAP debut, but podcast debut, as we discovered a few moments before we hit record on this thing. It's the great Brooklyn Zed. You may know them as hard rock hope on Twitter. And I know them as the person who is literally responsible for this podcast. Existing. Welcome to the show, Zed.
2: Thank you so much. In my defense, you did make the mistake of saying on some podcast in the past that you had not watched them all, and you had never been spoiled on them all, and that you did indeed want to watch them all. So that is where this came from. Yes. I am just persistent in yeah. getting you to achieve yeah. what you want.
1: Yeah, you're helping me realize some dreams here, and and I do think that that's the key thing. Is like I don't want people to just suddenly think like, oh, so this is it, huh? I can slide into at round Howard's mentions and just clobber him with a with a show suggestion and say, hey, you're going to podcast about this with me. Uh, and then it's gonna happen. That's not what has to happen. A few, the few magical things have to align. One, I have to know that the show is out there, uh, or at least be intrigued enough by the show to genu- genuinely want to watch it. But there is a tenacity element, uh, that is in play here, which is, which is where you come in, Zed, because you would not relent over the course of, I would say, like a solid month to month and a half. Uh, you would con- consistently, almost daily slide into my mentions to tell me, like, yeah, you know, the mole's still there. Mole still waiting for you because you're like a prolific fan of
2: the. I, I am indeed, and, and Josh.
0: I I have another idea for us here. I think after we finish, if we wrap the season, we're going to have a bonus episode where Zed and I systematically spoil you on every <laughs> other reality show of the early aughts, so that nobody else is ever going to be able to do this again.
1: I actually think that that's a great idea. I, I agree. think that That's <laughs> I think that's awesome. a. That's a good, like, preventative effort uh, of like uh, taking off and nuking the site from orbit, as Ripley would suggest. Uh, I think that that sounds that sounds right. But let's let's try and get spoiler free through the mole. Um, and I kn- I knew I didn't want to do this adventure without Jess. Jess, I, for for whatever reason, I felt like this must be one of your shows, the mole.
0: Josh, I, I think you have no idea how much. My show this was, yeah it's it's really I think we'll have to go back and talk about the full history of me with the mole because you I think we couldn't have done it without Zed, obviously, and we appreciate their work in getting you on board with this, but you definitely can't do it without me, and there are many reasons why that are terrifying in their scope, <laughs>
1: oh my God, I just got
0: really nervous, yeah, be prepared,
1: like scar uh <laughs> saying once, yeah upon a time. oh yeah,
0: this is it's
1: it goes far all right well, well we're going deep down the mole hole here as we go on mole patrol and said this show is also extremely your shit uh as evidenced by the fact that you were just like hey hey at 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 at," you know diso- <laughs> disobeying the don't at me rule uh in in you know very eager fashion um but you've like seen not just the u.s mole but uh international versions of the mole um, talk to us a little bit about that and introduce yourself to the people who don't, who don't know you, who are meeting you for the first sure. time.
2: Sure. So my love of the mole really, I started watching it when it aired back when all, when reality television was a new concept and people were experimenting and trying new things, uh, around the same time as survivor, the first season of the mole filmed in late 2000 and aired in early 2001. um, and I've come to appreciate it more as I've gotten older and become a bigger Survivor fan and cared more about other reality shows for the strategy and the complexity of the social relationships involved. Um, I think in the way that Survivor used to really function on those social relationships to a very large degree, the mole always did for all you know five of its seasons that existed um, And that social strategy element is really what hooked me in. And then as an adult, and with how Anderson Cooper, the host's career, has evolved, watching him 20 years ago, lounging around with these people in exotic locations in Europe, and just having a good time being mischievous is just a delight on top of everything else.
1: Yeah, it's wild to me. It makes me wonder, um, you know, we think often about that story of Jeff Probst and, and Phil uh, Kogan. Kogan? Kogan? Yes? I don't know. Is it? Phil K. Kogan. Kogan. Ko- Kogan. Phil Kogan. How they could have switched jobs. How they were ships in the night, potentially. Uh, and how, how uh, Phil may have been the survivor host. I wonder about the universe where Anderson Cooper was the survivor host and Probst was the mole <laughs> host. Is Probst on CNN?
0: God, that's that's the darkest timeline Josh.
1: (laughs) i don't know if it's the darkest timeline. i actually think we're in the darkest timeline i think like there's a whole bunch of like that era of reality tv host swapping to do that maybe gets us into a a slightly better timeline than now i don't know josh
0: this isn't the darkest timeline because it is 2020 and we get to do a podcast about the freaking mole that automatically makes it not the darkest timeline
1: but maybe just let's take a beat and think about why It is the bar is is so best so reasons that we're here. Oh, darkest
0: timeline, Josh. <laughs> darkest timeline. We have no internet and we can't yeah. podcast about anything. True. And we've resorted to cannibalism. So.
1: I am currently reading uh, The Stand on audiobook for the first time right now, and yeah. uh, they yeah, don't could,
0: podcast there.
1: They don't. There is a radio, uh, the, the Boulder. Uh, oh the, yeah, yeah. Podcast the, or whatever. The CB radio. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, I don't think any of us are doing. Like, if if that's what it comes down to, uh, that's what it'll take to get me to retire from podcasting. I'm not doing CB radio podcast. I don't
0: know, Josh. I was going to be the first volunteer in the apocalypse to be the I'm CB out. radio person. I read the book the first time in like 1993 and I'm like, Okay, that's my job. I'll do that.
1: All right. Okay, that sounds fun. All right. So you'll be holding down the fort. I will yep. be long gone at that <laughs> point. Would be my bet. Uh, but we're here right now. We're talking about the mole, and it's a show with a lot of history. It is certainly a show that I was aware of uh, when it was coming out. Um, uh, coming out uh, for me, I uh, obviously I'm not a big brother person. I am a big Survivor person. I loved Survivor at the time that Survivor was starting to come out, and the mole was the other show that I was like interested in, but for whatever reason. i.e. I I was really into Jack Bauer at the time. I wasn't watching uh, The Mole. It was really, I had room in my heart for Survivor and 24 and probably not a ton else on a regular basis. So The Mole was always something that I was interested in, but it just didn't happen for me. And then it never happened for me. And now it is happening uh, due to a combination of persistence and there not being much else to watch. And like not wanting to do like a thousand rewatches on scripted shows down the hatch takes a lot out of you. Uh, maybe you can imagine Um, so what we're doing here on the podcast today it's it's the announcement show it's the preview show we're gonna talk a little bit about what the mole is for people who are like me and don't really know too much about it other than maybe like sort of conceptually what it is Uh, we'll talk about the particulars of season one we'll talk about the particulars of uh, the cast but this is a spoiler free podcast because I'm very blissfully unspoiled to the point that like I before we got on, I, I I very strictly locked up my Twitter terms of what's muted and what's not. If you're gonna at me about the mole, there's a strong chance that I'm not gonna at you back. I'm really gonna try and be low-key on this. And Jess and Zed, you are you're at the front of the line here. You're gonna have to shock absorb the people who've got questions about the mole. And I assume if you're somebody who has watched them all already and you're psyched about this from a spoiler perspective, um, you'll be able to reach out to both Jess and Zed and, and talk to your heart's content. And I'll also say to that end, we have an email address that is set up. You can email us, and by us I mean Zed and Jess and not me because I am not going anywhere near this email address. Uh, MolePatrol at RobHasAWebsite.com I'll say it again. Mole patrol at RobHasAWebsite.com You can email that. That feedback will go to Jess and Zed. It's a safe space, whether or not you've watched the show or you have uh, never watched the show. Uh, You don't have to worry either way. The emails are going to a place that will welcome you and support you and love you and tell you who the mole is if you need to know that answer. Uh, Even though I assume you probably just Wikipedia it. I'm very nervous about Googling anything related to the mole, so I I haven't done that.
0: I'm just going to go that. ahead and say, I'm not going to tell you who the mole is. That information is out there if you want it, but I'm not going to be the person that spoils it for you.
1: Please don't. Please, to do whoever is listening to this and is thinking, like, I'm going to do it. Like, <laughs> don't do it.
0: Please. Yeah. Don't tell Josh either. Yeah. yeah. Don't tell Josh either. It's better if Josh doesn't know.
1: I would love to not know. I can pretend if I have to. I really don't want to have to pretend. It is so rare for me to have a show that is like completely dark and this show is completely dark for me. Uh I'd love to keep it that way. I'd love to keep it that way. And what we're going to do here is we're going to go through every episode of the first season week by week. Zed, there's nine episodes?
2: Nine episodes, including the reunion finale reveal show. Okay,
1: that's inclusive of that episode. Um, And I don't know much about the format of the show, so you guys will have to talk me through exactly how that's going to work. But we will link to, uh, because probably people are like, well, how do I watch a mole? How does it happen? Uh, the way it happens is uh, there's apparently there's a there's a playlist for the mole that has been active since 2014. We're gonna shut it down <laughs> <laughs> through our combined efforts. Wiggler of, is the mole. <laughs> of re, of repopularizing the mole. We're gonna get it shut down. He's the mole uh, of YouTube. Yeah. So there's a there's a mole playlist on on YouTube. I'm sure if you go to YouTube and just search for the mole, you'll be able to find it. Um, But we'll link to it in our show notes here. And of course, if you are a a patron of Rob has a podcast and you're in the Facebook group, I'm currently not on Facebook. So, hey, again, you can't spoil me there. Uh, But uh, Jess and Zed are both in that group. So you can talk to them about it. I'm sure that they will point you in the direction of where you need to go. So those are the stakes. This is not a spoiler podcast. It's technically a rewatch for Jess and Zed. For me, it's a first watch. And for the listener, that is the way in which we are presenting everything. Um, any other brass tacks you think that I, I missed here?
0: I think as far as talking about the podcast, you're pretty comprehensive.
1: Yeah, I think that's good. So, so that's it. Like That's all I can do. Now you have to tell me what to do. Because I don't know. Here's what I know about the mall. You ready? This is, this is the extent to which I know about the mall. There are people Yes. Yep. Yeah. Competing in a reality television show. Correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff Probst is not the host. No. The host. The, ho- the host is Anderson Cooper, or as I like to call him, Andy Coops.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and Andy Coops supervises this group of people who are competing in this reality television show, in which all of them are contestants except for one of them. Who is uh, uh, an ABC hire who's working for the network to sabotage the other people in the show? And that person is the mole. And we are on mole patrol, a phrase that has great history here in the extended RHAP universe, to discover who that person is. That is all I know about the mole. What else do I need to know, Zed?
2: So, what I would say is. Along the lines of don't spoil this is it's really fun to watch this show with someone for the first time and follow them along as they're guessing, you know, collecting their suspicions of who the mole is. And if you spoil it for people, you're taking that fun away from yourself too. So if you don't have the magnanimous motivation in you to not spoil it for other people, have the selfish motivation of enjoying other people watching it for the first time and knowing things that they don't, because that's Fun for me when I've shown it to a roommate or two in the past. Um, structurally, the way an episode of The Mole works is all of the contestants that are involved are involved. Or they're usually staying in lavish hotels throughout gorgeous European cities. They're
1: not stuck in one spot. There's like an amazing race quality to this, Jess, in which like they're they're trotting to a certain degree.
0: I mean, a bit. They mostly they will stay in one spot for sometimes a couple of episodes, and okay. it's not really about the travel element, because they all travel together, and their travel is prearranged. Okay.
2: But they are in in the first season, I think, France and Spain? Mm-hmm. Does that sound right? Yeah, I um, think so. So they're in these beautiful hotels, and then they will be taken somewhere for their test or mission of the day. Each episode usually has two of those. Occasionally, there will be another sort of secret test or mission that they don't know is happening. Um, traps may be laid for them throughout the course of their interviews during the day. Like, or that fa- like
1: false, false floors that you can fall through in which there are spikes on the bottom or uh, not quite that deadly.
2: More
0: metaphorical traps.
1: Yes. Got it. Okay. okay.
2: Yeah, so they compete in these missions to earn money for the collective group pot. In, sort of in the way that on The Genius, they're doing the same thing, where they're building up their collective prize money.
1: Right. So there isn't like, it's not like Survivor or even Big Brother where there's a set amount of money at the end of the rainbow. It's not like right. there's a million dollar prize, there isn't a 500k prize. There is like a prize that they are creating together as a collective.
2: Yes, yes. they are working together as a team to build up as big a pot as possible, which the mole is attempting to subtly, covertly sabotage. That can then involve other folks trying to get people to think they're the mole when they're not, because the way the elimination structure works is at the end of the cycle, which is, you know, a couple of days or a week at a time, you take a quiz of 20, 10 questions uh, about the activities that have been completed. Who was the mole sitting next to at breakfast? what position was the mole in this game that we played and whoever gets the least amount of questions correct is the person that goes home.
1: Okay. And so that happens every week. Somebody's eliminated
2: each episode. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, so what are some of the, you know, the building blocks of survivor, the Alliance, right? Getting the majority. You want to, you want to knock out people who are outside of your Alliance. What are like, some of the strategic building blocks of the mole Jess
0: well because is, thing, is it like
1: inventive strategy of like I want people to think that i 'm the mole so that they will so that you can like knock people out of the game like what are some of the ways in which people will try to like i don 't know identify the mole or or play within those that framework
0: well the I think the first thing before we talk about like how the strategy works. One of my favorite things, especially going back on a rewatch after watching 20 years of Survivor, is that very clearly the way that the mole came about in the U.S. was Survivor was a monster hit. And the second that Survivor was a monster hit at ABC, they're like, we have to have our own Survivor. So they developed the mole from the Netherlands and they. So the mole, the
1: mole already existed.
0: Yeah, it was a show in the Netherlands. Kind of similar. Survivor was a show in Sweden.
1: And it's also rooted in Eco Challenge and all. Right,
0: right, right. So they bring in, they're like, we got to have our own Survivor, but we can't use anything that was used in Survivor because that is Survivor and we need to make sure it's our own thing. So, they have exactly the same things as in Survivor. They just call them different things. (laughs) Kind of like, if you do CrossFit, you don't go to the gym, you go to the box. This is like that. So, you don't have It's like Coke and Pepsi. Right. It's exactly like Coke and Pepsi. So, when you get eliminated, you don't get eliminated. You get executed, which creepy. Oh my god. Right. You don't compete for immunity. I thought you said there were no false
2: floors. Nobody dies. Nobody literally dies, but... (laughs) When you get executed, Anderson picks up your bag and escorts you out of the room. Yeah. Does he he actually... Is that like him
1: snuffing the torch?
2: Quite literally, yes. That's what happens.
1: (laughs) Amazing. Okay.
0: And, um... So, yes, <laughs> great. When you get eliminated. He val- he ex-
1: valets ex- you out of the game. Yes. Yes. OK, got it.
0: Um, if you That's so are, hoity-toity. Oh, it is. Well, that, that's Anderson Cooper for you. And we have a whole subsection of this podcast yet to come where we talk about Andy Coops, But cool. we're getting there. OK, cool. so sometimes you can compete in a sub-challenge to gain immunity, but you cannot call it immunity. You can right. call it an exemption, which is, okay. you know. that's not immunity that's an exemption and then you can work with other players you get an exemption
1: from the quiz you don't have to take the quiz you don't have to take the quiz
0: and then you don't get eliminated so you are yeah you are exempt and then also plenty of times people work with other people but they do not form alliances they form coalitions
2: (laughs) there is certainly a very like mission impossible-esque veneer to everything that is happening.
1: Sure. I mean it, it it the the premise of the show feels like it's very rooted in espionage. Right? Like Absolutely. this is mm-hmm. you know this is like uh you know back alley trench coat code words uh like hidden messages survivor uh maybe not exactly that but like it feels like it's playing within that genre which is why this should theoretically be extremely my shit.
0: Oh I think it is Josh. Yes yeah. And one thing that also made this kind of a relief to watch at the time is, you know, they went hard in the first seasons of Survivor on the survival aspect. And you had stuff that you would never see people doing today. Like people today, they get kind of filthy and they lose a little bit of weight. But back in the day, they were like their hair was falling out and they were eating rats and like the camp burned down and and It was sometimes it was a little hard to watch. So in contrast, you had the mole where they're all like dressed up fancy and they're staying in a chalet and they eat these huge meals together. And it's kind of like all of the strategy and none of the life's in danger stuff. It's civilized. It's very civilized.
1: Okay, this is like like the fine dining of reality television is the mole.
0: It is. Um,
2: Why isn't the mole still on Zed? Where did it go? That's a good question. So there were two regular civilian seasons of The Mole hosted by our our guy, Andy Koops. And then spontaneously, there were two shorter celebrity seasons of The Mole after just two regular seasons of The Mole.
1: We really got, got into that quick.
2: Right. So that was through 2004. And then the show was not renewed. Uh, Stone Stanley Entertainment, which was two separate producers together, one of them left, the other one maintained the rights to the show. And in two thousand eight, it came back for one more fifth civilian season. Okay, uh, and then it just didn't get picked up again. I think I said to you at one point, perhaps if the show had been on CBS, it would still be on the air today. Uh, I think ABC has just not gone as hard in that strategic reality direction.
1: Yeah. So the mole was executed, Jess.
0: It, it it was. It was not exempt.
1: And was that heartbreaking for you? You were saying that you have a crazy history with the show. Indulge uh, me in this road. I would like to travel down this lane with you because I don't think I know this about you.
0: Well, it it's very funny. Uh, I really loved the first two seasons of the mole. And I kind of around the time that the celebrity mole seasons were rolling out, I was starting to move away from reality TV for a while. There were a couple of whole Survivor seasons I had to go back and watch years after the fact. Everybody has that where they drop off and they they miss a little bit. And I wasn't, you know, I wasn't really into it as much. So when it went away, I was not surprised. And every reality show at the time, with the exception of like the three big ones on CBS and The Bachelor, like every other one was falling out of vogue at the time. So
1: R.I.P. Tool Academy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was. Please hang up
1: your your coat and leave it in the armoire, is what I believe was there, (laughs) torch snuffing.
0: Can't wait for that rewatch. I'm sorry that I know
1: that. I'm very sorry that I know that.
0: You're not sorry.
1: uh, I'm not proud.
0: (laughs) You're not not proud.
1: (laughs) I'm not not proud about it. That was a a bit of a Matsu flex. That was the name of the runner up of the first season of The Tool Academy.
0: Sorry. Well, okay then. Um, Um, Well, now nobody can podcast about that with us.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's what we're trying to do here. I'm set. We're sabotaging all future reality we'll just TV drop show those rewatch projects along the way. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Just no mole spoilers, but spoilers for Tool Academy yeah. are very welcome.
0: <laughs> We're going to spoil every other show on television except the mole.
1: Yeah, I believe the host would say, "I'm sorry, you're just a tool." Please give me your coat and I will hang it up in the armoire. Uh, and so they would take off their Tool Academy coat and it would be a coat and it would be hung up in the yeah, armoire.
0: Stay tuned for our fall season podcast, um, our special episode about the, the top 100 reality TV exit lines ever
1: that's going to be pretty high up there we'll be broadcasting Ooh. it from a cb radio at that point i think <laughs> it's pretty <Indeed>. clear <laughs> um so things were dropping like flies is what yeah, you would like Yeah, like pretty
0: much like most reality shows of the day had one or two seasons and then they fell away and you never heard from them again so it was not surprising to me especially with the exit of anderson cooper who yeah. again we will get into this he was the draw for me initially and without anderson You still have the mole, but it's and not to disparage the celebrity mole or the incredibly terrific gentleman they got for the reboot. But Anderson brings so much to this show. He is really spectacular on it. And it was the primary reason, not the only reason, the primary reason I was very excited about the show coming on to coming into it. And without him, it was not the same show.
1: Yeah. Um, Talk to me. About Andy Coops, Zed. Okay, I w- and Jess, either yeah. one of you, just, no, no, just no. go. I think just Zed go. should start because
0: I have a lot to say, and I think I think Zed will give you a more nuanced, like a more, a more balanced portrayal. Because I, because I, Koops.
1: because I love Andy Coops, uh, just yeah. baseline, obviously, like just, just an absolutely extraordinary human being, and and as yes. a as a pseudo journalist myself, you know, a great, a great, a uh, great beacon in the community. Uh, he's no Josh Wiggler, but uh, <laughs> well, you know who is. Uh, but th- this 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 side of him as like a Jeff Probst type, uh, as a as a as the the steward of a reality TV show is, I think, something that nobody really talks about with Anderson Cooper. But is there like a parallel universe Zed where like he has this incredibly successful, prolific career as like you know like the king of the mole? Is that something that could have really happened? Tell me more about what we're going to get into with Mr. Cooper in the mall.
2: I suppose that could have happened. I think given what we've seen of how things have gone, his talents might have been somewhat wasted. Uh, he, he does not have to play therapist and coach the way that I think Jeff does on survivor in such a masterful way. Um, I didn't know much of anything about Anderson Cooper at the time of The all. I was 10 or 11 when the first season aired, so not hyper aware of television personalities in any regard. Um but every time I rewatched the show, there is just so much joy in his mischievous grins, in the way that in the way that Jeff did toy with Adam when he wanted to play the voting podium. That sort of attitude comes from our guy, Andy Coops a lot throughout From the jump.
1: That sounds like, because throughout, throughout took, him, that, that, that took him a while to find that his voice personality
2: on the mole. Yeah. I would say, because he is the steward of the show. So he is, it is his job to present this very serious, you know, you will be executed attitude <laughs> that that they, that they go real hard for throughout the entire season. Um, and I, something else I really enjoy is in a few of the episodes where they have missions that involve running throughout this town that they're in. He'll be sitting on a corner eating a baguette and just kind of wave at them as they're like on this dire mission where they have a time limit and they have to hurry and get this thing done. And he's sipping an espresso at a cafe and they'll be like, hi, and just keep running. Um, he also sits and eats dinner with them every night or breakfast with them in the mornings at these hotels. So he is very involved in their their day-to-day hour-to-hour activities in a way that i don't think you generally see on these kinds of shows
1: yeah no no shade to to jp but probes isn't gonna have uh breakfast survivors every day there's just no universe where that's making it into his contract uh so so congrats to to ac for being able to pull that off um jesse's just like a sounds like he's just like sort of like somewhere between like uh uh Jim Phelps I believe is the Mission Impossible character <laughs> uh and uh just like a little bit of an imp like there's like an impishness to the to the character itself. Yeah. Like.
0: Well Josh we really have to do season 2 after we do season 1 because perhaps my favorite moment in all of television takes place in season 2 and I think Zed probably knows without me even saying anything what is Is there like an is?
1: out of context thing you could say for people who would know what you're talking about that will go over my head?
0: I'm I'm just going to say Fun House. Yep. <laughs> okay.
1: Zed's nodding. Yeah, the, Zed's got
2: it. Yes. For those uh, who are
1: not ten thousand dollar patrons audience. who can't yes. see the video, I am yeah. not- yes. verbally
2: nodding now. Uh,
1: yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, so we got
0: that to look forward to in our deep dive. But yeah, that was the the amazing thing that Anderson did. That I think is a very hard thing for reality hosts to pull off. Is he was both the authority figure and a guy you could hang with, and even just he he projects this aura of like he's he's very waspy because he's Anderson Cooper (laughs) and he's very like you know he's you know he's very proper and very classy but he's also very funny and he's clearly having a blast doing the show so it's it's really great there's something in that for everybody really if you want your host to be an authority figure he's there if you want your host to be someone that really enjoys messing with you he's also there and if you want somebody you could just kick back and have a glass of wine with at the end of the night you got andy
1: yeah do you get red wine andy in any of these episodes like can you ever tell when like he's he's tying one on
0: he's usually pretty he keeps it classy okay i don't i don't think i ever saw him with a buzz on i think that's he has cu- like- that's
1: cutting room floor stuff
0: Yeah, he has, like, one glass, but you could tell that, like, he's just waiting for the cameras to go off so he can, like, pull out the shots.
1: So he, too, can go off. Yes. Yes. Okay. The search for the mole will resume after a quick word from our sponsors. And now we're back to resume the patrol. Um, All right, so the structure of an episode, Zed, is uh, some sort of uh, challenge, a mission. There's a mission. There are secret tasks that they're not aware of?
2: Not not specifically. There's one instance I can think of in this season where they just kind of waited to see how the players would react when they're alone individually. Okay, Um, got it. But, there but, are but as, as,
1: as more as a rule they have like an uh do they have like a reward mission exemption mission and then the quiz
2: no uh there's generally just two different missions or tests that they're doing in the course of an episode um with different different pay structures even sometimes there are different components to the test that if they're able to accomplish one part but not the other parts you get x amount of money if you accomplish all of them you get x amount of money the uh the exemptions very often come into play in sort of a bribe factor where if you're willing to stop somebody from completing what they need to do then you'll get an exemption but it it, group pot may suffer as a result
1: yeah so not even necessarily like every single episode someone is going to get exemption. Like, uh, it is, it is out there potentially, but potentially everybody has to take the quiz. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, so who is taking the quiz? Who is on the hunt for the mole? I think this is the time to, to do some cast overview because I, I don't want to know who the mole is, but I'd like to have a little bit of like a base coat of who is at play here in season one. Who am I about to meet? Who are the people who've never watched the mole about to meet? And who are the people who know the mole very well about to laugh very hard as you uh, mention these people and really subtly and very quickly try to, like, uh, get past the mole without me detecting that you've talked about the mole?
0: Okay, so, Josh, what I've done is I've taken the cast list and I've randomized it. So we're just going to talk about the members of the cast and now no for particular is that order. is
1: that for real or did you actually come up with an apparently random order that in retrospect is going to make a lot of sense once i know the spoilers for the season
0: you're just gonna have to wonder that okay all right okay good
1: i'm gonna turn the podcast over to you at this point you run through the cast you and zid you talk through the cast and i'll ask questions uh as we go through them. there's 10 people
0: Um, yeah there are 10 people in the the cast
2: and just uh, for the record as we get started uh, Anderson Cooper did not know who the mole was either
1: oh wow okay as they were
2: playing along yeah Yeah. so he was practically or so he says at the end anyway
1: someone (laughs) with a higher pay grade than Andy (laughs) Coops
0: oh yeah well I mean those people exist I suppose and we're going to circle back and talk more about Andy Coops because I have a fun story about Andy Coops but we're going to start off here all right. First, the first name I have on our list. We're going to talk about. We're going to talk about Charlie. Um, he is the oldest member of the cast. Um, he's sixty three at the time of filming. Let me just uh, quickly a-
1: uh, get out my uh, my moleskin notebook um, <laughs> oh, that oh I have God. purchased for the sake of this podcast because uh, I believe that there are some notes that I should be taking along the way as I'm on the hunt for the moles. So, person number one, he's Charlie. Charlie,
0: yes. Yep, he's the he's clearly like the guy they got because they need a Rudy Bosch. Okay, he's kind of curmudgeonly. Sixty three, you said sixty three years old. Yeah, um, in great shape at the time, um, and very perceptive, very sharp, um, but also kind of out of his element with the younger cast. Okay. I think
1: he doesn't know what MTV means.
0: Yeah, you know, okay, he doesn't know what MTV means, but. Okay. Also, very nice. Like, I don't think anybody actively disliked him. There were some clashes between other members of the cast at various points, but he's not the center of those.
1: So he's he's over the drama. He wants nothing to do with it.
2: Yeah. Cranky dad, I think. Is that fair, Zed? Yeah, I'd say that's fair. He's also a retired NYPD detective. Yeah, that's the key thing about him.
1: All right. So we're rooting against him.
2: Uh, in 2020 we are
1: okay sounds good <laughs> yeah when okay. i went
2: back to watch the first episode last week i, I did cringe a little bit i was like oh i feel differently now
1: listen yeah. we have we have to be able to give ourselves some passes here and there uh, yeah other- otherwise there are- we're not going to make it through anything
0: That's probably the most serious thing that doesn't age well on this show. But there are a few things that are less serious that don't age well on this show.
1: Okay, sounds good. All right. So we've got Charlie. Ouch, Charlie. Uh, And this is not the you all, everybody, Charlie.
0: No, no, no. It's not Charlie the unicorn either.
1: Can you imagine this, Charlie, uh, being desperate enough to uh, film a commercial for diapers, wearing a diaper and singing a song?
0: That would not happen. No That's one. You would on never that. get that desperate.
1: <laughs> okay. Different Charlie. All right. Anything else on Charlie or should we move on to person number two?
0: Um, I think we wanna keep these overviews brief because yes. I don't think I don't think Zed or I want to accidentally um give anything no. I'm, away.
1: I'm I'm hashtagging as we go. So Charlie is hashtag cranky dad. Uh, yeah, cranky so, dad cop. Yeah, cranky dad cop, good. Okay, cranky dad cop. Uh, these are also hashtags that I will mute on Twitter. <laughs> um, okay uh great okay so cranky dad cop is is in the books uh yep. give us give us person number two
0: okay next up we got wendy with an i and one of the coolest things about wendy is that her last name is Went. so she wendy wendt Wow. like George Went from Cheers um cool. and she is 29 years old she's from Iowa and she is an artist uh they call her a visual display artist i'm not sure exactly what that means but they also make they take great pains to note that she sells folk art out of her home um okay. so she's a little bit artsy but she's also she's got a forceful personality i think um sort of y- you can sometimes see the type of character they were trying to cast here and um I mean, she is. She's young and cute, but she's not that young and she's not like Colleen Haskell cute.
1: Okay, Zed, what do you have to say about Wendy with an eye?
2: Uh, I think that's right. Um, One thing to note with these characters also is. When their names are displayed on the TV, they're always displayed as their name and then their job title as succinctly as possible. So she is Wendy, the artist. Charlie is Charlie, the detective. Um, Mm -hmm. They really play into those. They're all
0: the something.
1: Yeah. Okay, got it. Okay. Uh, So Charlie, the artist. Frankie, dad. Charlie, the the detective. Mm -hmm. Yep. Wendy, Wendy, the artist. artist. Okay, Okay.
0: Yep. OK, and so something interesting to note um, as we're getting into talking about our next person that we're going to talk about. Um, Wendy went into business after this series um, with one of her castmates, Jennifer, um, and they make folk art together okay. and sell it under the same umbrella. And they're still kind of huh. working in the same folk art selling network today. That's um, wild. Yeah, it's wild. I mean, they made they made friends. They clearly formed a friendship on the show. Um, and then that continued after the fact and Jennifer, her, the is, she is Jennifer the jock, the jock.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yes. All right. That's an easy hashtag. Jennifer, the jock.
0: Yep. Jen, the jock. And, um, she's 35. Uh, she's from California and she's like very much, she looks like a California volleyball player. Like she's tall and she's pretty athletic and she. She yells at people a couple of times. Even the first episode, she gets in a yelling match with somebody.
1: Okay. Uh, short fuse on Jennifer.
0: A little bit, yeah.
1: Uh, Jennifer or Jen?
0: Um, I think they do sometimes refer to her as Jen. Okay. Yeah, they I go can't back remember. and
2: forth.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. I think they always yeah.
2: write it out as Jennifer when they show her name, but I think people yep. refer to her as Jen fairly frequently.
1: Yeah. Yep. And I just Who has give... time for all those extra syllables, you know?
0: <sighs> totally.
1: We we we're trying to find a mole that. here. You know, we got we got you know, we're on mole patrol, people.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I will give Anderson Cooper some props. At least he puts his fingers on home row and types when he types the names in. Hey, good. that's not true of every mole host.
1: Um, I have a question about that. What is he doing typing names? Oh,
0: at the end of every episode, after they've got the test scores in, he goes to the computer, he goes to the Two thousand era laptop, like a little Dell is laptop is six, on a table, yeah, six inches thick.
1: He types in four, eight, fifteen, sixteen, twenty-three, forty-two. Yes. Pushes execute.
0: Execute. Hmm. Yes, he does. Okay. So he sits down at the computer and one by one he types the names into the computer and hits execute. And then on the screen their name comes up, and if they if they are passing on to the next round they turn green. And if they are being executed, they turn red.
1: Yeah, but it's always going to be the last person turns red, right?
0: Well, yeah, they don't go through everybody else. So,
1: oh, oh, so they're not even like really doing an edit job on this.
0: No, it's pretty it's and it's pretty random order. He's just like, OK, sometimes people will volunteer to go first. Sometimes he'll just say, like, oh, I think the and first he's doing episode, this in
1: front of everybody.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. The first they're episode, all sitting there together yeah. with all their yeah, bags just, lined up. Yes. For him to pick up. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Got it. Okay.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and he, I think the first episode, he does it alphabetically and he just yeah. like types in names and. They never get all the way through. I don't think they ever get all the way through to the very last person. So it's not okay. like Jeff Probst stacking the votes in the urn.
1: Got it. Okay, great. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. I think that that's smart. Um, all right, so that's above board. I like that. Okay, we're playing yeah. fair here on the mall. Uh, yeah, so this is an authentic. Uh, this is an authentic experience. Okay. Yep. Okay. Um, so all right. So Jen, Jen the jock artist, <laughs> uh, gets into fights.
0: Yep, gets into fights, and um, her job is communications manager. But obviously, jock is a lot snappier. And again, we gotta we gotta save our <laughs> syllables.
2: For sure, for sure. And I think she was a former professional snowboarder or something.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, that was where the jock element comes in.
1: Okay. All right. Okay. Three down, (laughs) seven
0: seven to to go. go. Seven to go. Okay. And now we're coming up on, speaking of things that have not aged well, we're going to talk to this next person. Um, His name is Steven. He is Mm. an undercover cop from Denver. Mm. And he has the most year 2000 hair. Of anybody that has ever been on television and also complete with like bad early two thousands facial hair. Okay, yeah, like member of a
2: boy band.
0: Yeah, like the bad boy in the boy band has this exact look. This
1: is so he's the AJ of the group.
0: Yes. Was
1: AJ the bad boy?
2: I don't know. Yeah. Emily No, i'm the right age to answer this question and the answer is yes
1: emily was aj the bad boy just text me yes or no
2: (laughs) you're just gonna get a text that says babe
1: it's very likely i'll update everybody once we get the okay undercover now i don't have any visuals of any of these people yet um
0: you're you're gonna see the hair and you're not gonna be able to look at anything
1: but the hair should i should i even have you describe it or should i just wait
0: I mean, I, I don't need to describe it. Right now it is sure kind
1: it of already. like this, it's a sumptuous image in my mind. Uh, and yeah, I, I do think I want to take like the week to marinate on this before. Yeah, it, he does it, not have frosted
0: tips per se, but he has <laughs> artificially lightened his hair okay. in a way that is, he wants the world to know he is artificially lightening his hair. And it it is not a look like, he could not walk down the street with this look today and not go commented upon
1: okay um now i oh we got a text message from emily fox yes yes okay AJ is the bad boy aj is the bad boy okay thank you emily fox all right so steven is the bad boy of the mole patrol band um yes. or 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 is that just the look does steven is steven zed is steven rough around the edges is this somebody who is trying to uh be irritable in any way shape or form
2: I would say that's more the look. We'll get to another person who I would call the bad boy of the, the mole boy okay. band. The
1: real, the real AJ. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah. I mean, Stephen is the master of a thousand disguises. He's an undercover cop. So
1: right. True, true, true. So he's used to he, affecting
0: he, different looks. He, he in.
1: can be yes. a bad boy if he yes. wants. Sure. If that's what the job calls for. Okay. Got it. Okay. Undercover cop. So we're a little, you know. Masomenos. All right. So, who do, who do we have beyond that?
0: Okay. Next up, we have Kate. And that's is, bad,
1: hashtag bad boy Steve. So yeah. For that one.
0: Okay. Yep. Sounds good to me. Okay. okay next okay. up, we have we have Kate, who is she's fifty five years old. She's a real estate investor, and she's sort of she sort of intended to be the mom of the group, but she ends up really kind of doing her own thing. And um, okay. she's highly intelligent and very fun and. Also, maybe I don't want to spoil anything, but probably for my money, the best moment of the season features her heavily, so we okay. have that to look forward to
1: okay, so she's a star
0: yes, and she's she's great she's uh she doesn't really mother the group, although she is a mother, but she is she's extremely savvy
1: um, her title is,
2: that, is the investor because she's the inv- a real yeah, I was investor. Just,
1: I was just about yes. to ask what's the what's the official And I will say to
2: the mole's credit, they did get people on the show. You know, we have a woman who's a jock. We have a woman who's an investor Mm -hmm. in the year 2000. They did buck gender stereotypes to a significant degree for the time.
1: They're working. They have they have the host having breakfast with the cast. Like this is a very refined show. This is a show that is a show that's ahead of its time.
0: Yeah. They took all of the things that they didn't like about Survivor and they tried to fix. Yeah. It's so like we don't like watching people starve. Okay, we'll just put eat them in luxury. Yeah, we don't like that the host is a little bit standoffish. Okay, we'll have him eat breakfast with everybody. You know, uh,
1: so make yeah, your best friend. And right, so, so Kate, hashtag Kate is great.
0: Yep, Kate is great. Uh, she might be my favorite on this cast. I okay. really, I remember very strongly rooting for her at the time.
1: Great. Hashtag Kate is great. Um, okay, okay, cool. The investor. Uh so that investor. is now we're halfway home. Yep. Oh, okay. we're halfway there. All right. Halfway so there. We, who do we have for number 6?
0: Okay, next up we have and variably his his name is pronounced several different ways over the course
1: of his <laughs> on the show. Already a fan.
0: So, it is variably Manuel or uh-huh. Manuel. Okay.
1: <sighs> oh god. Okay. Brutal. Yeah. All right, yeah, so we're taking brutal. a couple it, steps back. I have okay. to
0: assume that because Anderson Cooper Tends to in his day to day life have Trebekian levels of accuracy. I have to assume that this guy's name actually is Manuel because that's how Anderson Cooper refers to him. And okay, Anderson who are, who are we to dispute?
1: Jonathan. Who are we to dispute the coop?
0: I, I I'm gonna have to go with him, although he does get called Manuel about an equal number of times. Anyway, his thing is he's the single father, and he's Ooh, 42. they could have
1: worked on that, right? I think like they needed like <laughs> one word. The, yeah. the single well, father needed some work.
0: Well, you couldn't call him the events coordinator, which is his job. Yeah, but he's forty-two, and he—I can't believe he's forty-two because he looks older than forty-two. But I think people on reality shows twenty years ago tended to look older than people okay. on reality shows.
1: I'm now. circling forty-two. That's a lost <laughs> number, so I am suspicious already. Uh, events yep. coordinator. Yep. What kind of events? Did
0: they ever say?
2: I don't think so. They really focused more on him being a single dad. His his job just kind of got sprinkled in there, but never really talked mm-hmm. about, to my recollection.
0: So I mean, everybody the, has to have a job, and his was mostly he had it to take care of his family.
1: Got it. Okay, so... so. Which,
2: again, fucking the gender stereotype. Yeah, yep. absolutely. I love that.
1: Absolutely. The single father, single dad. So, um, Manuel...
0: And he's kind of, you know, many reality shows. I think Amazing Race loves this character, too. A guy who's not ever had a chance to see the world. And so he's coming in like bright eyed eyed, bushy
1: tailed. I'm excited. I got fresh out of quarantine. I can fly on a plane again. Sorry, I'm projecting. (sighs) Um, But he he's (laughs) he, he loves to travel.
0: Yep he's well he's, he's excited he's, he's new never to had the adventure chance. Yes. yes yes he's he's in it for the experience of it all and really like he's like hey free trip anywhere i'm all i right. mean
1: this, this dude's clearly the mole okay so let's yep. let's keep going let's let's see what right. else we've got here moving
0: on um we have afi who is a medical How do you student spell that? she is afi okay and she is a they call her the future doctor she's not a doctor yet
1: ah time travel now we're talking now we're talking the future
0: doctor. yes okay. but the funny thing is she is this- never becomes a doctor is- oh, brutal. no uh, she becomes an actress you know what and- just she hasn't
1: become a doctor yet we still don't
0: know she might still i <laughs> don't would- know i guess i don't know her life okay. um but she Remember, Josh, this was in the time when reality shows were a bigger deal than they are. Mm. So you had this window of opportunity that opened up after you on a show. These days, the best you can hope for if you go on Survivor or The Bachelor is that you get a bunch of Instagram followers so you can become an influencer. Right back in the day, we didn't have these. So, but if you did well on a reality show and you comported yourself as someone with a great personality and a good look. You could make it into showbiz, and a few of these people really did. And she is one of them. She never became a a lister, obviously, but she did have a run on Grey's Anatomy, and she's been on quite a few different things. She was a working actress. Okay. After the
1: show, what's her most recent IMDb credit?
0: That's a good question. I'm gonna I'm gonna punch that up.
2: I will say while you're looking that up, yeah. uh, I appreciate. The show's belief in her, <laughs> as crediting her as the future doctor rather yeah. than the medical student. It's yeah. all about the way that you look at these things. And they not, that sounds she would be a doctor. Is this is this a
1: positive show, Zed? Is this going to uplift us? Is this here to nourish the soul? Are we like we're you're talking about the future doctor? Like that's such a forward-looking, happy thing. Or is I this? Think,
2: I think you can view it that way. I okay. mean, there's certainly. In the espionage realm, there is betrayal, there is sneaky behavior, Um, some people's feelings get hurt, but I think overall, particularly looking back on it with a 2020 lens of the year 2000, there is a cheese factor to it at this point in just how serious they took it that makes it, I think, a lot of fun to watch now differently than maybe you would have 20 years ago.
1: Okay, great. Uh, yep. update on the IMDb.
0: Um her most recent credit is um Grey's Anatomy and it was fairly recent. She's been in three episodes of Grey's Anatomy and she's also done a lot of voiceover work Great. um for video games nice. and
1: yeah, she's voice voice acting's the dream, right? You know, yeah. you're you're uh, you're you're given uh, a canvas on which to to paint a totally crazy character or a subdued character, if you wish, whoever you want to be. But you could still go to Starbucks and no one knows who you are.
0: Yeah, that is the dream. Um, and she's also done a lot of production work. She's been a director and an editor. Okay. Um, so she, you know, she made a career in entertainment. After, Listen, if you know, she was
1: on Grey's Anatomy, technically, was she not a future doctor?
0: I, she was a nurse on Gray's Anatomy. All
1: right, well, there's still time. There's still time. I Still suppose. time for Afi Okay. Uh and how old was Afi?
0: Afi at the time she was very young. I think she was 23.
1: Okay. 23 years old. All right, person number 8, suspect All eight. All right. All right, now Also we have- a lost number I should mm-hmm. I should note. Uh, so yep. Stephen was number 4, so I got to circle that. Uh, so that's another mole <laughs> candidate. Here we are number 8. And Afi is
2: 23. Uh,
1: that's, oh, and yes, she's 23 yes, years old. Yes, she is old. 23 years oh, old. Oh, no. Okay, this is getting tough. Any 15 and 16-year-olds in the cast? or Not in
0: 2000.
1: No, apparently no. Apparently, you're be for severe, survivor Yeah, her. yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. All
0: right, so next up, we have Catherine. Okay. Who, Um, she is a law school lecturer at the... At the ripe old age of 28, which is pretty impressive. Very. Um, wow. She's really, like, clearly, like, they wanted a Stacey Stillman type who's, like, a you know, extremely sharp and really, um, you know, she's got a lot of strong opinions, I think, is Catherine's, it's her M.O. And she also, like, you see her calling strong. out sexist behavior in a way that would not be out of place in 2020, which great. I think is great. Strong um, Cool. Yeah, And here's a funny thing about Catherine. She too left her profession after the show and launched a career in entertainment. Although she was behind the scenes, she was a screenwriter and um, there's two really interesting Catherine trivia bits. And the first thing is that uh, as a screenwriter, she wrote a movie that actually had, was had a major studio release. It was called The Game Plan. Okay.
1: And it starred The Rock. Hey! Wow. And And also interestingly, they called Catherine The Rock on the show, right?
0: I I don't believe they ever called her The Rock. I think they called her The Lawyer. Yes. Pretty boring. But the game plan is the one where uh, The Rock is an NFL quarterback who discovers he has a daughter he didn't know about, and then he has to learn how to be a dad to his daughter.
1: That sounds like at least two The Rock movies. (laughs)
0: it might be I know there's one where he's the tooth fairy it's not that one
1: I thought that was also it okay
0: yeah so the other here is the other less cheerful Catherine fact that is nevertheless really interesting to me Um, this was this show aired in 2001 and around the time that this was on the air uh, there was also I think you both are old enough to remember this that there was a male terrorist who was sending anthrax in the mail yes mm-hmm. actually my best friend worked for a senator at the time and the senator next door got the anthrax and everybody on the floor had to take oh wow oh my wow God. yeah it was really horrible and one of the things the anthrax terrorist uh one of the people he was threatening was Catherine. after one episode he decided he didn't like her and Whoa. was rooting against her and was sent a death threat that she had to have like she had to have a security detail for a while while the show was airing
1: um wow that's very intense
0: yeah it's very intense um so the show yeah. is not yeah, that I, serious yeah. <laughs> well remember reality tv was a much bigger deal yes, I absolutely.
1: suppose that's true I suppose that's true um and like I don't know where uh you're seeing other forms of toxic behavior around and leveled at reality stars yeah. today
0: i mean Without nowadays toxic he'd probably substances. he'd probably just slide into her dms with <sighs> some like virtual anthrax yeah.
1: oh yeah with some uh some horrible uh ptsd inducing terrible things to say
0: uh, yes that is yeah. the world we live in Been there in Been there
1: um wow that's crazy okay so Yep. I'm not going to make an anthrax hashtag, but I am going to make an anthrax asterisk uh, about uh, Catherine.
0: Yeah. Um, and I question. will I will do a little more research into that so that we can talk about it in the context of, I don't remember, it was something she did on the air that he decided he didn't like. Okay. And I'll have to find out what that thing is so we can discuss it at the time.
1: Sounds good. Um, well, does it sound good? Let me take no, that back. Great. Sounds bad. It sounds actively awful. But indeed, interesting. Number nine.
0: OK, number nine. Number nine. Um, we have a, a gentleman with the unlikely name of Jim Morrison. He's
1: <laughs> all right. So the rock star.
0: Yes. He's the helicopter pilot.
1: Is That what they called him, Zed? The helicopter yes. pilot?
0: I think he was the pilot. Yeah. Okay, yeah the pilot, Just the pilot. And he is um, he's from New Jersey. And he was, he's an interesting case as well, because he also made an entertainment career after the series. Um, he ended up, uh, it, the, the second place I ever saw him, this is really funny, he was on an episode of Cash Cab.
1: Oh, competing.
0: Yeah, as a contestant.
1: Uh, and was Ben Bailey like, oh, Jim Morrison.
0: No, Ben Bailey didn't. It was not a mole. Viewer, ben Bailey literally. wasn't a mole fan. Okay. But they, 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 one of the reasons it stuck out to me and one of the reasons that I would have spotted this was because on cash cab, they usually just give their first name. And when he got in, he sat down. He said, my name is Jim Morrison. Yeah, just I'm like, let, oh, like the guy from the mole.
1: I do think if my name was Jim Morrison, I'd lead with that. I think like yeah. if, I, if I had like if my full name was like the full name of someone famous, I think I'd probably just start there, especially if I still had my anxious brain. I think like <laughs> then I like have like a guaranteed thing that we're we're gonna talk about first, and like I have it rehearsed of like how that conversation typically goes. Good strategy.
0: Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. So should I change my I'm, name? No, no. You're you're the you're I've the I've, in, I've
1: invested in branding already. Yeah, hats, already, we'd have to burn late. them. It would be it's too late now.
0: Yeah. I mean, Morrison's wombats doesn't fit on the hat. No, quite as it doesn't. Nicely. It's
1: not as good. Morrison's no, not as good, marsupials. So, it's
0: too so that was the second place. We don't that have I the syllables it. for it. Alright, but somebody's now going to send you a hat that says Morrison's marsupials. I'll take
1: it. I'll be a little concerned that you have my address, but I'll take it.
0: (gasps) I don't know. You're wearing your Woggler's Wimbats hat right now.
1: I know. It's a good hat. Shout out to Torbjorn Fraser for giving me this hat. Um, So so he was on Cash Cab. Yeah, he's on Cash Cab. He's a pilot. Personality wise, what's he he all about?
0: Personality wise, um, well, he actually, the other thing he ended up doing, um, he ended up hosting a talk show on a network that I've never heard of uh, called the here channel. And he, I believe may still even be doing that. He's the only one of this cast that's remotely active on Twitter. Okay, um, He's, he's a personality. He is known in certain circles. Um, I guess uh, people that watch the here channel, it's a LGBT channel. Um, not one that I think gets on, we don't have it on spectrum. Sure.
1: I don't think um, I've heard of the here channel. H-E-R- I haven't either. H E R E.
2: Yeah, yeah. I've heard of it vaguely, but I don't have TV, so I don't have TV. Says the person on a TV
0: podcast.
2: Well, I watch this on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. You don't need TV
0: anymore. You have YouTube. You really yeah, who don't. needs
1: who needs TV anymore anyway? Even if we didn't have it's YouTube. good point. It's, um, it's Jim Jim Morrison is active on Twitter. Zed, do you want to slide into Jim Morrison's mentions? Let him know what we're doing. But let him know not to interact with me until we're done. I don't yeah. want to know if he's the mole. I don't want to know anything. No spoilers. Absolutely.
2: I will. Okay, why does
0: why does the other Jim Morrison have a verified Twitter account when he's been dead since the early 70s?
1: I feel it's very strange just to call him the other Jim Morrison.
0: <laughs> he is to me.
1: Yeah, okay. So you've got room for the one. If you have to choose, if it's the end of the good, son, and you have both Jim Morrison's in your hand, but you must invest the strength in only pulling one Jim Morrison oh, up.
0: I know which one I'm going with. The I one who could potentially
1: a- appear on our podcast.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I don't think, I i honestly, I do not think Jim Morrison from the doors would be very good on this podcast.
1: Yeah, it wouldn't be very talkative, would be my bet. It's
0: true. So, Zed, what can we say about Jim personality wise?
2: Well, he is the one I was thinking of when we were discussing the bad boy of the mm-hmm. mole boy band.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah, his so, hair didn't age well either.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> bad boy. He's the bad boy.
2: Yeah, he uh, he likes to wear sunglasses a lot, like he's a poker player. Trying Sunglasses indoors? Away. I'm sorry?
1: Sunglasses indoors? Indoor sunglasses?
2: On occasion, I think so. Yeah. Um, he also will occasionally erupt in the alternate personality of Jim Bob. He has these (laughs) fake teeth with him, and it's never really explained why, I don't think. But occasionally he'll just put them in and have this huge overbite and affect a southern accent and just be Jim Bob for a while.
1: Oh, wow. Um, Is that him going undercover? Do other people know that he's the same person or is he? Confusing everybody, and everyone thinks that there's another contestant on the season named Jim Bob.
2: Well, they do acknowledge him as Jim Bob when he when Jim Bob when shows Jim up. Bob
1: yeah, is that because everyone's like, all right, we gotta we gotta dance around this issue very delicately. We don't know if he knows that he's in Jim Bob mode at this point. We have to treat him as though he's his own yeah. person, Am I his own autonomy. To
0: Jim yeah. or Jim Bob?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. A great family friend named Jim Bob.
0: I I don't know. The only His, other Jim yeah. Bob in reality TV we kind of don't want to talk about.
1: I don't know what that means. I, it sounds like that's good.
0: Yeah. Uh, there's a show on TLC about a family with a lot of kids, and the dad's name is Jim Bob.
1: Oh, I do know him. Mm, yeah. No good. Yeah. Yeah,
0: no good. No bueno.
1: The father. Okay. Has yeah. A father, not no. the single father. Okay. Uh, We're not doing
0: a rewatch of that show for good reason.
1: Yeah, but feel free to, feel free to spoil that one for me too. <laughs> we don't have to talk about... Uh, 5,000 kids and <laughs> counting or whatever it is. All right. Uh, nice, right. person number 10, final person right. on the team.
0: Rounding out our cast, we have Henry, the bartender, and his main thing, they show the same clip of him over and over where he looks into the camera and says, am I the mole? And then he laughs spooky laughter. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> am I the mole? Hashtag spooky laughter. Okay. <laughs>
0: just like that yeah
1: mm-hmm. I don't good. think I want to mute that hashtag though I, like might, I don't think you do yeah there might be some no. good stuff out there in hashtag spooky laughter twitter spooky um,
0: laughter is the crunchy mouth sounds of the mole patrol
1: oh yeah we'll, we'll, we'll have that segment coming up uh, in, a, in a few weeks from now uh, I feel like we're going to have more to talk about here with the mole than we did uh, by the end of Killing Eve season 3
0: I, I would assume so yes that's,
1: that's my hope that's my hope it,
0: it finishes a little bit stronger than Killing Eve okay, season good.
1: 3 good, good, I good. would agree Zed, anything to add about Henry?
2: Not that I can particularly think of. Uh, He gets into a couple of arguments with people. There's an argument with Jen specifically that I can remember. Um, But he's generally a really fun, cool guy. I would say everybody on this cast is certainly presented as a likable person. Yeah. Yeah, You never come out of this, like, there are people... Even the, in the early seasons of Survivor,
0: you're like, this person sucks. I wouldn't want to hang out with them. But everybody here, you'd want, like, you'd want them for the podcast for sure.
1: Cool, 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 cool. Um, cool. All right, so ten people, all mm-hmm. of them are who they say they are, save for one, or at least. Yes. The the mole may be who they say they are, but they are at least working against the interests of everybody. Right. I think, Um, Josh, that is
0: a key distinction to make. Everyone in this cast is exactly who they say they are, but one of them has different motives.
1: Right. One of them was cast specifically as the mole.
0: I don't even think so. I think they got their cast and I think they went to that person and said, "Okay,
2: everybody else is playing and you are the mole.
1: Got it. Okay.
2: Yeah. Everybody went through casting the same way, including the person who they chose to be the mole. The mole is a plant after the fact, not they cast nine people and then inserted someone. That is that is a good distinction. It's it's not an
0: average Joe scenario. Got it. Okay, Not average Joe, Joe Schmo show. Yeah, I,
1: I, I think I would have been looking for that. I would think I would have been looking for like, okay, whose story is fishy? Whose story is like this is not somebody who who says you know, this is not who they say they are. There's some something behind that veneer. At, it's it's the actions that we should be suspecting rather than the person and their backstory specifically. Yes. Okay. Cool. 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 Cool.
0: Okay. Um,
2: and right, I will say so so they the, all kind of take turns, certainly to the camera, pretending to be the mole, um, and and engaging in as they will say molish behavior uh to mislead people so that maybe they get more questions wrong on the quiz as we were discussing before
1: so it it is in people's interest over the course of the show to like get certain people eliminated basically or executed i should say Um, And and if so, why? What is sort of the the thinking behind that? Like, why would you want... um, Like, Zed, why would I want to convince you that I'm the mole when I'm not? Why would I want you out of the game?
2: Sure. So, different from Survivor, where you're voting people out, in this instance, you stay in the game or not fundamentally on your own merit, on your own ability to answer these quiz questions correctly. So if someone is able to feed you incorrect information it's it's rather than ensuring your own win it's ensuring somebody else's loss which will then inherently keep you safe
1: okay is there anything else that i should know or now should i just be watching it
2: um i think
0: i think now is a good time to talk about why this was extremely my thing in 2001
1: yeah let's do it
0: because i feel like you need to have my resume here so that we get why i'm on the show
1: flash the badge
0: Um, yeah. Okay. We're not even going back to 2001 for a second. We're going back to 1991.
1: Oh my God.
0: And back in the early nineties, there was this program called channel one. And it was the, si- the situation was this company would pay your school would give you would give your school a whole bunch of free AV equipment. And in return, you would make every kid in your school, watch this news program called channel one. And there were ad spots in the, within the news program and you had to watch the commercials and you had to do this for a certain number of years and then you get to keep the equipment. And the news program was a real news program. It was, it was pretty well done and pretty well presented. Um, and it was eight minutes long and every day, everybody in the school had to watch it. And I, my school was one of these schools. We got all this AV equipment and then we had to watch channel one five days a week. And the, one of the correspondents on channel one in 1991 was a young guy named Anderson Cooper. Mm. And I thought he has cool hair. He has, he's 27 years old and he's completely gray. That's awesome. He has a cool ass name. And Anderson Cooper is an
1: awesome name.
0: It is like the best name. It is the best name. And he gets to, he did the far flung stories. Like the way he got on the show in the first place was he was like working as a researcher or something. And he volunteered to go to Vietnam and cover events in Vietnam, kind of do his own thing. And then they picked him up as a correspondent. And then he was like, this is how we learned about Somalia. This is how we learn about, um, I want to say, I can't remember where he was. It was somewhere. That um, in Eastern Europe, where they show him like being shot at on camera and it's very scary and very real. And he's just an amazing reporter. And you can tell already this guy is special. So we were my best friend and I were obsessed with Anderson Cooper. (laughs) We thought he was the coolest thing ever. Um, She now uh, she got a journalism degree because of Anderson Cooper and now works. um, She's a TV producer for the Montana State Legislature. Awesome. And oh, wow. I, I now nominally have a career in media, thanks <laughs> to Anderson Cooper. Um, and so you fast forward a little bit to about 1998. Internet was taking off. People were building web pages. I wanted to learn how to build a web page. I was learning how to code HTML. I built a fan site for Anderson Cooper, who at this time was a, an anchor on the overnight news on ABC. And one night on the air, they go to the fan site to embarrass Anderson. <gasps> And, you know, they they never got more than like a million people watching this, but Anderson looks at the fan site and he is flattered and a little creeped out like you should be. (laughs) But also he, nobody knew who he was at the time. So they, you know, he and I struck up an email correspondence that went on for most of my college years. Amazing. And I kept up the fan site for pretty much throughout college. And Watched the overnight news with him on. Watched him whenever he was on different ABC news shows. He started to take off. And then I also get into Survivor in the summer of 2000. I'm very into competitive reality TV. So it's like, oh, your favorite celebrity on the planet is now, you know, celebrity in quotes. He is now hosting a competitive reality show along the lines of Survivor. It's like somebody made a thing just for For you. you. Yeah, what a dream. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And about that same time, there's a reporter from New York magazine who does a, an interview with him about the mole. Like it's getting started up. And instead of like framing it as he already has a following, she just kind of picks up a bunch of personal details that are available about me on the internet and like frames me as this creepy fan <gasps> who it, like all this personal details about me in the first paragraph and like she loves Anderson Cooper. And here's the guy I met. And it was just like, Hey, look at this loser and also Anderson Cooper. And I was so freaked out by this. I shut down my entire internet presence. I shut down the fan site. I backed away from it. And then Anderson Cooper becomes very famous. I think we haven't exchanged an email. I think 2005 was probably the last time we directly emailed back and forth. But I did meet him one time and he knew exactly who I was and remembered like everything about what we, you know, we emailed back and forth. And I think to this day, if you ever meet Anderson Cooper, drop my name. He will remember me.
1: (laughs) Okay. So, so Zed, your assignment is to slide into Jim Morrison's DMs. (laughs) Right, <laughs> just you need to reignite your friendship with Anderson Cooper. At this I, point, you say, is... quick! I've, I've I've got a resume. I've written. I've I'm, I'm reputable. Um, the Angel Fire days are behind us. But remember that <laughs> that was
0: tripod. Thank you very much. I'm
1: sorry. <laughs> well, I could have gone with Geo Cities.
0: Here, the thing is, it is really hard to pin down Anderson Cooper these days. I think I'd imagine. You know, I I do not think that I've tried to, you know, I've added him a few times, but when you have 9.9 million followers, you don't really look at your mentions Um, and he doesn't follow me back. Unfortunately, Uh, I would say I've, I've reached out to him a few times, like, and I don't get a like on my tweets. So I'm going to say Anderson is probably too big time for us now, but you know you could tell well, we, have day, not, we have not we have not special
1: we have not thrown the full weight of our mole patrol apparatus behind <laughs> it yet you know
2: you could get we, dj drinks on me on down the hatch <laughs> i believe uh, we can point. do this yeah I at least think we it's know who we're looking for
1: i think it's certainly certainly within the realm of possibility um and you know i only say that because here we are in 2020 and uh, so many unbelievably impossible things are now possible. So uh, would Anderson Cooper appearing on the Mole Patrol podcast or on reality TV where hap-ups be the most unbelievable thing of 2020? I think definitely not. So <laughs> it's, it's, hold on 2020. to <laughs> 2020
0: can't get any weirder at this point. <laughs> well, unfortunately, I it think you It gets you're weirder wrong. every day. I think you're wrong. I think you're also. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Anderson's busy right now. He has a newborn.
1: He 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 does have a newborn. So that is definitely a piece of this. Um, I would say baby's welcome for the podcast.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. Wyatt can join us, you know, just like hold him up to the mic and let him Whoa. comment.
1: Um, so you have a very personal journey towards the mole zed what's like your personal connection to the show is this is this like comfort viewing for you we are living in the insane times everything is is bad there are glimmers of hope in the badness you and i were talking about how you're feeling that more and more every day you've been really active in the protesting scene mm-hmm. um recently um what is what does this show mean for you in your life when you've like either when you've encountered turbulence or even at like times of relative peace what is what is the mold done for you and what are you hoping to get out of it as you're you're rediscovering the show
2: i yeah i would say it's a fun thing to go back and watch um you know i have done i'd started seriously re- or came back to Survivor very seriously in 2016 and have now watched every season two or three times probably since then. So I got a little burnt out on my Survivor rewatching, um, But every few years I'll go back to the mold just because it's, it's so fun and it's so silly. Uh, and I really enjoy introducing it to new people. Um, as I said, that experience of watching somebody else watch the show is a really big part of what I enjoy so much about it. Um, yeah, and very selfishly, I want to have more people to talk to about the mole uh because they're hard to find these days, so I am looking forward to having a community of people to talk to about this show I love so much yeah. um i'm That's so I'm late really to the fun. genius and now I'm trying to find people to talk <laughs> to about the genius, so at least I get to talk to people about the mole
1: yeah yeah it's it's going to be fun and i I'm excited about it too and i'm I'm hopeful that uh that this podcast existing will not just be like sort of a nostalgic trip for people who, who have watched the mole already and therefore are going to be like, on the inside of whatever sort of out of context spoilers you guys are, are seeding into the discourse here, which I encourage you to do anything you think you can sneak past me, please do. Um, but I, I also hope that like, like me, like I really, I'm really craving something. I I find myself in terms of my, my pop culture consumption right now, really craving things that are new to me, but maybe are on the edge of being old. Uh, you know things that feel nostalgic even if I don't have personal nostalgia toward it I want to like kind of access alternate universes almost because I think that there is an alternate universe where I was a mega mole fan um, why yeah, can't sure. why why can that not be this universe? Why can't that be now? Why can't that not be now for you, dear listener listening to this podcast who has always wanted to, to give the show a shot or just didn't even know that this was a show that you could give a shot to and now it's on your radar? Um, so I think that that's going to be really fun. It's a it's a relatively light time commitment. It seems like we've got uh, nine weeks uh, at least ahead of us to talk about each episode. I'm sure we'll do a feedback show at the end of it, and then if we're cooking with gas and we want to keep going, sounds like we've got a few more seasons that we could we could plum as well. Um, so I'm I'm pumped for this. I think that this is going to be super super fun. Zed, I'm thrilled. I'm honored that you're making your podcast debut with Jess and I. Uh, and, and Jess, I think after Killing Eve, I've been not only just craving doing more podcasting with you, but specifically like a travel show. Uh, and so it sounds like we've got like a little bit of a travel show here. In in the mole as well, so this feels like this is falling very firmly in our wheelhouses.
0: I think for a variety of reasons, it's the right thing for everybody, and I think we have such a good group here, and I think we have such a good group of listeners that I have high hopes for people to get on board with this and to really participate and create a discourse around it. Whether you watched the show when it was on, whether you discovered it when you discovered reality TV, however much later that was, or whether you're watching it for the first time now with Josh,
1: cool. Awesome. Um, All right. So these are the specifics. These are the particulars again. Uh, Mole Patrol at robhasawebsite.com. I repeat, mole patrol. At robhaswebsite.com, that's our email address, and that will go directly to Zed and Jess and not me. So feel free to fire off any spoilers you've got for them, uh, and also spoiler-free questions. We will deal with all the feedback on the show when there are relevant spaces to talk about the feedback. You can also hit us up on the Twitters. I'm at roundhoward. Jess is at haymakerhattie. Zed is at Hard Rock Hope. Uh, don't I, I? don't think I'm going to talk about the mole too much. I'm really nervous about the spoiler, so I'm probably not going to talk about the mole too much. But I bet Jess and Zed will talk your ear off about the mole. Um, what else do we want to plug? What else do we yeah. want to what, want to plug here, Jess? What do you got?
0: Um, well, we got coming up. Uh, we haven't recorded it yet, but over in the Survivor realm, our own Mike Bloom promised to get a Survivor-themed tattoo. If I'm not going to get a, is- a mole
1: tattoo, no matter how much I love this show. <laughs>
0: I just want if, if I get if I get Anderson Cooper to come on the podcast, will you get a mole tattoo
1: in consultation with Emily Fox? I would get I would consider a tattoo, maybe not a mole okay. tattoo.
0: Well, we'll see how you feel at the end of the series. OK, all
1: right. OK, all
0: right. So I, I'd be a little clue.
1: nervous to get a reality TV tattoo personally, because what if the what if something happens? And I don't, I don't know. It's, it's
2: the same thing with getting like a tattoo of a living celebrity, Then the celebrity gets canceled. And right, my very first tattoo, which is on my wrist, is my middle name, Hope, in dun 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 the Harry Potter font. <laughs> definitely a bummer at this point in yeah. time. But as yeah. I said to my grandmother when she told me I'd regret it, Hope will always be my middle name. So I'm there. You go. With
1: that. Yeah, for sure. Hundred percent. Hundred percent.
0: Uh, but good just enough and i'm sure mike is going to instantly regret <laughs> <goes>. <laughs> he probably already does he probably all yeah he doesn't even have it yet and he regrets <laughs> oh, so it because good. we are selecting his tattoo via a brant steel we've already recorded the casting special which went on for three and a half hours and it is y'all crazy the most the, you know we do a lot of inane things here on rob as a podcast this might be the most inane thing we've ever done
1: i don't i think you, uh, could, you could take uh might be out of there
0: yeah, well, and I'm talking. You know, this is a podcast where we write song parodies about 20 year old episodes of Survivor, and yeah. let and let the ghost of Casey Kasem comment. That on should him. that so, should
1: be the prize for the final wand off of uh, the off season. Is we'll tattoo a Wiggler's wombats hat onto your body.
0: I'm surprised nobody's gotten that. Honestly, it's like I, there's one RHAP know. tattoo out in the world, um, and I'm surprised nobody's ever. Taking the leap beyond that Well,
1: now that it's out there in the universe who knows what'll happen next um, who knows okay so that's coming
0: up cool. um that's what i'm doing is Great. i'm i am obsessed with mike bloom's tattoo these days apparently
1: <laughs> zed what's up in your world what's going on online offline give us the scoop
2: not not too much in the uh content creating world beyond this uh if you do choose to follow me on instagram or twitter i came back to instagram yesterday because yeah, you were on a you were on a break right i was on a beautiful four-month break that i enjoyed very much yeah. um yeah i am on those platforms at hard rock hope in both places just know i am a political person and i am vocal about those things if that is not for you that's fine but i don't need to hear that it's not for you so that's a choice you can make
1: you can i i lend you my phrase don't at me you know
2: correct
1: <laughs> <laughs> feel free feel free to not at me yes um, but please do
2: talk to me about them all that yeah. is a huge point yeah. of doing this podcast is i want to talk to people about them all
1: yes for sure yeah,
2: and speaking of adding i will start
0: daily adding anderson Cooper. <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> we gotta we all have to come up with a plan um we are, we, maybe and, we need to
0: organize. Well,
1: we need to organize, and that could be good. Uh, before we do anything, in fact, maybe we want to start working on a plan. Maybe we, as the Mole Patrol community, are the mole trying to sabotage Andy Coop's timeline to the point of getting him to uh, relent and come onto our podcast. We just need to come up with a, a, a polite, proper, safe, respectful, but very impish and funny way of doing it.
0: I've proved a, that that works. Yeah. It, it, it's true. That's true. I think we need to put Zed in charge of this.
1: Yeah, so I think that this could be good. I think this would be good. So send those emails in with those ideas. Mole Patrol. Rob has website.com. Do you think we offered him a Wiggler's Wombats hat? He'd be on board.
0: I think... You know, I it's would do a Wiggler's Wombat's hat. A you've seen that you can bribe me with a Wiggler's Wombat's hat. Uh,
1: it's a good hat. All right. Uh, we'll be back next week uh, with our, our first recap of the first episode of The Mole. Um, is there anything that you want me to be tracking, Zed, in my mole skin notebook? Uh, is there anything as I'm going through each episode, not just me, but any newbies, is there anything that you would advise us to be actively tracking As we're watching the show, we're taking any notes trying to deduce the identity of the mole.
2: Sure. So I think I mentioned to you before, uh, at the end of the series uh, or at the end of the season, when they're revealing everything that has happened, um, they'll go through and show you hints that production dropped so that you could figure out who the mole was based on. The order that they introduced people this one time or, you know, how many letters there are in this word or that kind of thing. Um They're absolutely impossible to find. I have watched this show several times and I never remember what they are, Uh but I think it'll be fun I- if you write down what you think they are. They'll be wrong, but it'll be a good time. Yeah, it is a good time. Also, there is one in the first episode and I did catch it. Oh, did you?
0: <laughs> Yeah, I, I watched the first episode a couple of days ago and I'm like, oh, that's one of the things. But obviously, you know, if you have no idea, it's going to be.
2: Yeah, even from memory, it's difficult to pick them up. So I yeah. think creating a list of conspiracy theories about how production is showing you who the mole is will be a good time.
1: In the spirit of the lost numbers, uh, every week I will come here with four hints that I believe from an episode could be revealing the identity of the mole.
0: So and gonna, we will smile and nod in exactly the same and I way won't look at, at the every ca- single one of them. And I
1: won't look at the camera because the three of us are recording uh, through, through a video service. And that video is only available to $100,000 patrons of uh, the Mole Patrol podcast. Uh, and I won't look at the camera when I'm saying these things. So I won't get any video cues or any audio cues from the two of you. So feel free to, to make any strange faces. Or, or shocked faces at my utter genius as I get it <laughs> on the first shot. Um, Alright, I'm really excited about this. This is going to be super, super fun. The Summer of the Mole is here. Mole Patrol officially underway. We'll be back next week talking about Episode 1 of the Mole. Until then, everybody, take care. Goodbye! Bye! Bye.